It's your boy Dreams from the Notorious Mass Effect, and I'm here to let you know you're holding yourself back. Like this show and want to make your own? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Now, you can even add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create. Whether it's music analysis or your own radio show or something that the world's never even heard before, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership for the newbies out there. <laughs> it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Let me say that again for the people in the back. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started so you can start affecting the masses. And remember your boy Dreams believed in you before you even started your show. So please don't switch up on me. Remember me when you make it to the top. That's all I ask. Now, what an episode. Episode 8 from Marvel's What If is definitely something that was unexpected for me personally watching the whole episode unfold so this episode for those that don't know this focuses on Ultron and his it's like his goal in Age of Ultron but the goal it plays out a little bit differently and this way he like actually gets the nuclear code so he actually ends up winning and destroying like literally everything like his whole mission was literally to destroy everything and I forgot about that in Age of Ultron because in Age of Ultron when, when Tony Stark was making them he was making it to be an armor around the world but now Ultron is destroying all type of universes so it's like he, he, go, he, he takes it up a whole 10 notches like it's not um, it's definitely not what Tony Stark had in mind when he was creating Ultron Anyway, so this episode this is a take on that. What if Ultron actually won? And it is definitely a unique take as and an, ex- an exciting take as Ultron literally is destroying like everything in his path. Like literally all the heroes you see, well not all of them, but you see most of the heroes in this movie. I mean, he go he goes around just taking out everything. After he takes out, I believe, Earth, like entirely, he goes to Sakaar, destroys that. He goes where the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy were, so he had to take them out. Then he went to Ego, took that planet out, which was, I believe they said from the people out, like basically Ego, the living planet from Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is supposed to be like a celestial. So the way that it went out, it was just like, you would think it would put up more of a fight. But anyways, it, it was a lot of, oh, and I got ahead of myself. After he destroyed Earth, quote unquote, Thanos showed up and he just, he just used his mind stone as a laser and cut Thanos in half. Like, if that's not the laziest writing I've ever or just the laziest, like, whoever wrote that needs to be fired. Like, there's no way that 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 can ever happen. Like, why? I mean, I guess they did have Disney-type comedic elements in this episode, but that was just too much. Like, that was like the Looney Tunes-type comedy.
comedy. Like, it wasn't even realistic. Like, you telling me Thanos never got hit with a beam. Literally, um, literally Thor was about to, like, use his whole, like, windbreaker or whatever that was called. The, what was that axe called? I, I forget. But he was using that lightning, shooting it at Thanos, and Thanos was just sitting there blocking it. Like, you telling me, like, he couldn't have reacted faster than that? Like, it, it was just unbelievable. Like, that was the worst part of the episode, in my opinion. Because I believe, which I forget my list, but I believe I had Ultron on it, coincidentally. When I was talking about the top five villains, when I was going over Killmonger, and I, my favorite villains from Marvel was Thanos, of course, Killmonger, and then uh, Baron Zemo, which there's actually a Baron Zemo Easter egg in the movie. Well, it's like a computer, but still, it's like still a Zemo reference. So, with Thanos, he's so powerful that it's just like the way he went out in the episode just is just completely. It's like is is unbelievable. I mean, even for a superhero show superhero show with people flying and everything it was just too unbelievable like he just got cut in half like and it was a split second like that's all it took like how come regular vision couldn't couldn't do that because at the time he was he had all the abilities that vision had nothing more so i don't know i don't understand but uh anyways let me get back on track so he goes to sakar takes out the guardians of the galaxy destroys all that goes to ego the living planet destroys that and then goes to some other Kree type planet, I guess. And Captain Marvel shows up because I guess I mean, that's technically kind of her home or something like that. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Captain Marvel kind of puts up a fight, but then falls. Like even Captain Marvel put up more of a fight. So you telling me that Captain Marvel put put it like it was just. But the reason I forgive those moments of the episode is because when it gets to the end, now. I mean, throughout the whole, this whole time, uh, Hawkeye and Black Widow's trying to find, like, some type of way to take over Ultron, but nobody, I mean, I didn't care about that part, like, who, not to be disrespectful, but, like, who, like, when the Avengers was announced, who was really going to the movie theaters to see Black Widow and Hawkeye, like, it was all about either Iron Man, Hulk, Captain America, or Thor, like, it was a reason why the Black Widow solo movie didn't come out till after everything was wrapped up. Like, literally after everything was wrapped up. It was like, oh, you can get a movie. And, oh, Hawkeye, you can get a TV show after everything was wrapped up. So it was just, like, nobody. I'm not going to say nobody cares, but, you know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I didn't care about that whole sub, that side plot that they was doing. So getting back to Ultron. Uh, after he destroyed everything, he was looking at the Watcher. We're not looking. The Watcher was looking at him, of course, because he just watching watches everything without like intervening, you know. And uh, he like like some type of uh, overseer. And he's narrating. He's been narrating throughout this whole series, but now, well, even Doctor Strange did it, which we're gonna talk about him too. The evil Doctor Strange did it. But Ultron does it too. He hears a voice. Basically, he hears the Watcher talking. He's like, who is that? Because at this point, 
Ultron literally didn't destroyed everything. Like everything in the Marvel universe, he destroyed it. Like I guess nobody was able to put up a fight and The reason that Marvel is so impactful right now is because they could put out a hero that has all the abilities to fight this version of the villain right now, but they'll put it out like two years later and be like, oh, he was just chilling somewhere, saving some other worlds. Like, you know how they did with Captain Marvel. So I love how Marvel just gets away with those minute details, but you know, it's, it's okay. You know, we all, you know, we all love Marvel and, uh, well, not we all, but you know, I love Marvel. Anyways, uh, so Ultron's just sitting there all depressed because he's destroyed everything and nobody was able to put up a fight. The Watchers narrating it, seemingly wrapping up the episode, just talking about how, you know, sad what happened. Nobody stopped Ultron, so he just destroyed everything. But then at the end, because he has the Infinity Gauntlet now, he's um, cerebral. I don't know if that's the word. He's um, omnipotent. One of those words. One of the words that I just use fits whatever I'm about to say. <laughs> so he, so basically, he's aware of the Watcher now. And he hears him. He's like, what's that voice? And then the Watcher's like, how is this possible? Stuff like that. Even though he talked to Doctor Strange in Doctor Strange's episode, but whatever. He's supposedly not supposed to intervene. I'm pretty sure talking to somebody is intervening. But, you know, it's a superhero uh, show. So you got to put that to the side, I guess. So then the Watcher ends up just wrapping it up even faster because he's like, I got to find out how he was able, or, or he, what was he wanting to do? Oh, he was wanting, okay, yeah, the subplot. Uh, he was wanting Black uh, Black Widow and, and Hawkeye to find, to find some type of, oh yeah, they was finding the, the Zemo reference because Zemo, there was this computer that could hack into like the mainframe of Ultron because it's not connected to anything else. So Ultron hasn't taken over in it taken over it yet so they can use it to try to hack Ultron so he's trying to get them to find that well he doesn't intervene quote-unquote even though he could have just talked to him but you know he doesn't want to intervene um so Black Widow Hawkeye gave up because you know he's trash and Black Widow ends up going and finding it in the box and then she what does she do oh okay she pulls it out they go to the location she calls like one of the Ultron bots, so because they need a bot to like link up to the main hive, they all come to, to like take them out. They end up getting one, upload the Zemo type virus into the Ultron bot, so it starts going. In. And meanwhile, by this whole this whole point, this whole like section of the episode, Ultron is still looking for the Watcher, but they don't tell you that. They just it's just like implied, I guess. And so, Black Widow's uploading the, the virus into the hive, and it doesn't work because the twist is Ultron has already figured out how to get into the multiverse. So now, he's in the multiverse, and the Watchers looking at Black Widow, like, in their plan unfolding. Ultron comes through, and he's like, I found you. So this is the first time we get a Watcher. We get the Watcher actually being present with the character that's in the episode. Mommy present, not as like no overseer, like a human, not like a human, but like a regular figure. Like he has to, he has to deal with Ultron now. Like he didn't, basically Ultron metaphorically broke the fourth, 
it broke the uh, fourth wall in that universe. So it's like, okay, now you got to deal with this. So that fight was amazing. That was probably the most powerful fight in the whole MCU. Like, probably two of the most powerful people in the MCU going at it. And that's probably the, the biggest, not most exciting, because for me, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. I don't care if he doesn't have those type crazy type powers. I still like his fights better. But the Watcher versus Ultron was definitely the most powerful two guys going at it that they ever had in the Marvel like cinematic. So they they like literally Mortal Kombat style breaking through levels, going pushing each other through stages of multiverses. So they're going through different universes while fighting. I mean, they go through one universe where Captain Mar uh, Captain America is about to become president. They go through another universe where Wakanda expanded its borders for the whole world or something like that. It just took over the whole world. Not like in a bad way, but like just to help out. So you see a New York City rendition of Wakanda tech. And then going to another universe where it's like the Stone Age. So these dudes are just fighting. Like they just throwing hands like the whole episode. Well, not the whole episode, but like for a straight three to five minutes, they were just throwing hands. Like it was just like, man, like who's going to win? Then at the end, like even for, for that, it was like, I thought the Watcher, like he was talking, he was talking mess too. He was like, my power is beyond your comprehension or something like that. And he was still getting handled by Ultron. Like, I'm like, who is writing for this show? Thanos gets split in half in the, in the split second. But the Watcher, who's supposed to be over the whole entire series, is getting his, basically getting it handed to him by Ultron. Like, it's like, it's, it's unbelievable, the, the inconsistencies throughout the whole series. And then at the end, Ultron eventually wins. He's about to kill the Watcher, like, literally kill the Watcher. Like, he's like the crack, the huge head he has. Like, he has a huge head in the series. But, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> Ultron is about to destroy his head. And then the Watcher just, like, go, goes away. Like, he just somehow escapes. Then he, then his ultimate plan for I guess to lead to, to give a little sneak, uh, sneak peek into what's gonna happen in episode nine, he invites Doctor Strange, who's been sitting in his universe all sad and stuff, cause he destroyed it too, because you know he went crazy, you know, Doctor Simp over there, you know, I don't even call him Doctor Strange anymore. The evil version of Doctor Strange is definitely Doctor Simp, because it was all over a woman. Shaking my head. But anyways, uh, so he went to go get evil Doctor Strange, or Doctor Simp, that I'm calling him. And then uh, they get together. He's like, man, I need your help because Ultron, he's going crazy. He's about to destroy all the multi-universes. He's a multi-universe level threat. Now, this is another inconsistency. Literally last episode, we was in the Thor episode, and the the Ultron just showed up, and the Watcher acted like he was surprised, like he's never seen Ultron before. He was like, "Oh, maybe I spoke too soon." Like, like uh, did that episode not happen? Like, like that was a huge inconsistency. Like the the way that they are doing this these episodes is like SpongeBob level of consistency. Like it's it's a lot of it's a lot of things. It's not correlating. It's like, do I not believe that this is a coherent story, or am I believing that y'all are just trying to give me? entertainment because <laughs> a lot of this stuff is not making sense only thing that's made sense throughout this whole 
series is that the multiverse is is, is just the, the different universes because of what happened in, at the end of Loki. But yeah, I mean, that was basically all I really had to talk about with the episode. Ultron went crazy, wiped the floor with everybody. Um, the Watcher, you know, I thought he was all big and bad narrating the whole series. Like, he he could take anybody in there. You know, he was just overseeing everything. You know, like, you had a champ or, like, like literally, he, he was looking over like he was just the greatest thing ever. Ultron goes up, gives him the beats, basically, and now he's recruiting all the heroes the main heroes from each of the past episodes so i feel like that's what's gonna happen in episode nine they're probably gonna team up and try to fight ultron and at the end i mean i don't know what's gonna happen but by the way ultron was looking nobody should be able to hang with him especially not if they have captain carter boxing with ultron i'm a loser i'm like i'm just gonna lose it like after it, it doesn't make any sense like it's literally watching ultron go up with a celestial and uh, go out with a whole planet, but then Captain Carter would be able to hang with him. Like even it, it wouldn't like it's if if, if I see it, it like especially who was there was one episode Party Thor. I mean he could probably hang with him for a little bit. Nah, not even Party Thor. I, I like there's no powerful. There's nobody powerful enough to make me believe they can take down Ultron besides the evil Doctor Strange. And he's just one person. So maybe if him and the Watcher just teams up and just like, all right, we're going to hold him and y'all are going to hack into his mainframe, maybe that. But if I see one of them regular heroes like Captain Carter or even T'Challa's uh, Star-Lord boxing with Ultron, I'm just like... I'm probably gonna turn it off. I'm gonna be like, okay, y'all, y'all done lost me because I don't know if Ultron's powerful or weak. Because he made Thanos look weak, and I thought he was powerful. So at this point, I'm just confused. So yeah, I think that was my probably. I think that was probably my longest like what if review. But uh, hopefully you liked it. You know, this is episode eight. I only got one more episode to go. I'm enjoying the, the series. At first, it was kind of. I don't know, I'm not gonna lie to you. It was kind of simmering down for me. It was kind of losing its steam, but then the Party Thor episode came out. I really liked that one. The Killmonger, I liked that one. I didn't like the end, but I liked it. Like, is Killmonger gonna become a hero and fight Ultron? Like, he's definitely not boxing with Ultron. <laughs> but, yeah, I just can't. Anyways, let me wrap this up. So, yeah, click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on, my, on one of my social medias. What do you think of episode eight? And what was your favorite part of this what if series what what is your favorite part of the, what was what is where is the heart what is your favorite part of the what if series so far <laughs>